Got it. Nice. All right. Uh, thank you, Tessy, for doing this with me, doing, coming on the podcast. Uh, so before we start, can you just uh, give a brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, no worries. So my name's Daisy Spratt. I uh, started writing music when I was in high school. I released my first single ever in 2016. And ever since then, I've been writing and recording music. Um, I'm based in Melbourne, so I live here in Australia, but I have um, gone backwards and forwards to the US as well over the years to to write and record in Nashville as well. So, yeah. Uh, okay. And I think I saw on your profile on your website as well, you are a lawyer, a lawyer. So how did that come through? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, the, it's I know it's pretty crazy being a musician and also mm, qualified yeah. lawyer. Um, so I don't actually practice at the moment. Um, I do a completely different job, which is not a legal job. But I always wanted to do law when I was in high school. So I um, I did all my like high school classes and got to learn more about legal stuff. And then when I graduated, I think I was about 19 or 20 when I started my degree. Um, mm -hmm. I, I did it over five years and then I officially, and then I did one year of like work, work, like legal training. They call it PLT, but it's legal training. So I did all that last year during all the lockdowns. So a lot of it was online. Um, and then I got officially admitted to the Supreme Court in Victoria where I live in December last year. So I'm a, like a, a, an official legal practitioner, which is pretty cool. Um, but I, um, uh, I'm not practicing at the moment. So at the moment, work-wise, I'm actually a workplace trainer. So I actually work with high school students at the moment, okay. part-time, um, which is really fun. So I, I teach them how to do basic cooking skills and I teach them employment skills and how to deal with anxiety on the job and that sort of stuff. Um, so I do that part time, and then um, and then the other days I kind of work from home and do admin and and music sort of stuff. Oh, that's great. Uh, what are your hobbies? Like you have your singing lawyer, and you kind of doing cooking <laughs> peaks as well. So you kind yeah. of like dabble into everything. So I know I like it. Yeah, I like trying new things. Um, at the moment, I'm in, in a little bit of a, a house change mode and I'm like renoing little bits in the house. I've actually got a plaster mm. out today and I'm, I've been repainting the whole house. Um, but I do like, because I'm a creative, I like doing creative stuff. So other than music, um, I have like little canvases that I bought and I like to just do like paint by numbers. So like painting by numbers. Um, I love baking probably cause I'm a sweet tooth. So I love sweets. Um, but yeah, I love baking like pumpkin pies and cakes and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, during lockdown it was a bit hard over the past 18 months. I wasn't very fit. So I struggled to go for runs and stuff, but past month I've gotten back into going to the gym so I go to the gym three times a week and I do like weights classes so I really love that um and then I also live five minute walk from the beach so I um quite a few times a week my husband and I will usually go to the beach we'll go for a swim or go for a walk along the sand as well yeah yeah that is the same as well during lockdown there is even I was unfit like there was no gym so you had you it was hard to 
like give and get fit as well. Definitely. And like, you're like not motivated either. Like I, yeah. I remember there was like quite a few months where I actually didn't have any work at all. So like all my gigs got canceled for the year. Um, this is last year in 2020. So I actually originally quit my full-time job to do music full-time. And then six weeks later, COVID hit and mm. everyone was in lockdown. So I was that like, sucks. okay, what am I going to do? Um, so I had no work for a couple months. So I was just at home kind of doing nothing and writing music um at home and um i ended up just like watching telly all the time and you play playstation and like i ended up getting into sims sims 4 and like playing sims on my computer games so i did that quite a bit um but i mean after a while you kind of get bored of doing that yeah yeah that is true yeah <laughs> playing computer yeah. games is better for a half month or two after that you get bored of it as well gosh yeah 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 so then uh, a couple months in i ended up getting um a, some part-time ad admin work um which got me through and then obviously i was still studying all my legal stuff at the same time so um that kind of kept me busy and occupied during all that um yeah and then then coming into this year um i started all my workplace training and that's when i started working with high, high school kids as my part-time job this year all right that sounds great uh so getting into the part where you like into the songwriting, song making stuff. So yeah. how do you, uh, how do I put it? Like, how do you start with the create, making, writing a song? Like what is the yeah. thought process behind it? How much time does it take? Yeah, so each song's kind of different. Um, my past few singles, the way that we've written those is that when we get into the studio, I have a concept that I want to write about. So for example, with Two Hearts, I wanted to write about something to do with my husband and what we'd been through. So I had the idea there, but I hadn't actually written any lyrics yet. So I'd, I'd come into the studio. So usually I book out a, a whole week. So let's just say it's a Monday. So I walk in the studio, it's Monday morning. I'm like, okay, cool. I want to write about this. This is what I want my song to be about. Um, so me and the producer that I, I've been working with the past few years, um, he will have uh, instrumentation just nothing to do with what I want, but just he's like, oh, I wrote some of these guitar riffs or these chords. Do you want to have a listen and see if you get any inspiration? So I'm like, okay, great. So the past couple of songs, so Thinking About You, we did this, uh, 23, we did this, and Two Hearts, we did this process. So he would play a bunch of music that he put together, and then, then, we, then I would just get inspiration for words. So then we start writing the lyrics. But in terms of the time frame, like literally we write the song in a day, only a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole song's written in a couple hours. Um, for Two Hearts, um, we came up with the, the chorus and the verses sort of in the morning, on the Monday morning. And we had a, like a lunch break and my producer had went and got some food or went and got a tea or something. And we hadn't written the bridge yet. And he's like, while I'm out for a couple minutes, I want you to think about what you want for the bridge. And I literally wrote the, that bridge in about five minutes. So, and it's just one of those things. It's just one of those weird things for me. Like when you hear certain chords and certain notes and guitar riffs and piano notes, the words kind of just come to you when you know what you want to write about. Um, so yeah. So like that bridge, just like I, we just had the, the chords playing on repeat over and over and over again. 
and I just got all these words just came to me and I just quickly wrote them down. And then, then we, then we record a demo. So, um, so the demo gets recorded the same day. So we write the song in the morning, we do a quick re recording in the afternoon of the demo. So we don't forget how it goes. Um, then the next day, which is usually the Tuesday for me, um, I go in and I do the proper vocals. So we do the proper recording. So literally like the whole song's almost completely done in two days. So it's pretty it's, quick if you think about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds quick, but, uh, like, do you get everything done on the first try? I don't think it is possible for each song. You might have to re-record the, the demo or rewrite the lyrics sometime. Um, so the past couple of songs, most of the time it's pretty much done with the lyrics, but when we start recording, so like we've written the song on the Monday and we start recording on the Tuesday, sometimes there are some specific words that we change because it might not be singing right or we start singing it and we listen to it, listen to it back. And we're like, oh, that word doesn't just doesn't work or that melody doesn't really suit, let's try something else. So we usually do that on the Tuesday, yeah, when we start recording, because it's it's when you write something and you read it out loud and you're not singing it, it sounds it sounds like one thing when you read it yeah. and then it sounds like something else when you sing it, yeah. So sometimes when you write something, you think that's like a really weird line, but then it, when you sing it, it sounds awesome. So it's really weird. It's this weird combination of words and melodies and chords. And somehow when they all come together, some of the weirdest lines or the weirdest lyrics can sound so cool. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And following up to the previous question, how do you deal with, let's say writer's block? Have you ever suffered from that? Because that Gosh, is one yeah. of the huge problems. If Definitely. you have pressure, up to, pressure to write lyrics, like put out a song, that comes into play. Yeah. yeah, like I definitely had that a little bit of that last year, and I've definitely had quite a bit of writer's block this year just because I haven't been writing as much this year. Just with having to postpone so much, you kind of lose some of your motivation because you're yeah. just like, oh, it's just going to get cancelled again. Um, so, yeah, like with my writer's block, um, for me, I have to actually step away from it. So um, I usually, because otherwise I frustrate myself because I'm a perfectionist, I, I put too much pressure on myself and I'm like, oh, and then you start to doubt yourself. So um, if I'm writing a song and I've written a verse or something and I just can't come up with a second verse or I can't come up with a chorus, I'm just so stuck, I have to actually put it aside and come back to it in a few weeks or come back to it in a few days and I'll go and do something else like I might sing a song I've already written or go and, you know, learn a song that by some other artist, something music related, but get myself away from that song so I can kind of get fresh ears and get a fresh mind. And then I'll come back to it a couple of weeks later. Sometimes it's years later. Like I've got stuff, like I've got hundreds and hundreds of notes in my little notebook on my phone. I do everything on my phone. Um, and sometimes I'll go back to stuff that I wrote literally two and three years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I need to put there now. And then I finish it. So sometimes, yeah, like the stuff that I've written the past few years, we write it in a day, but then I do have a lot of stuff that I've written over the course of three years because it never got finished because of my writer's block as well. Um, but yeah, like for me, like to get, to get rid of writer's block, I have to just push it to the side. I got to get fresh inspiration. 
So my way of getting fresh inspiration is by going and listening to music by another local artist or learning a new song I haven't learned before to kind of, you know, get a fresh mind for it. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, other than that, uh, let's say you have finished an idea, like you had an idea. Let, uh, let's say, for example, for Two Hearts, you said it is about your husband. Yeah. And you just released a song, only one song, right? Yeah. It is a single song. How yeah. do you decide it should be a single song or it should be an EP or an album? Um, to be idea. honest, that's all completely based on finances. Um, like if I had the money to do an album every year, I probably would, to be honest, because I've got so much that I want to share and so many great ideas and concepts. It's not even just the song either. It's this whole concept of doing an album. It's a whole body of work. You can come up with a whole theme for the whole thing. So like I could do a whole theme, theme on breakup songs if I wanted to, or you can pick anything you want. Um, and to me, that's so much fun because you get to come up with the music videos and the artwork and everything else that goes with that. But it's really expensive. You know, everyone, everyone's trying to earn a living doing that kind of work. So you're paying producers and you're paying, you know, co-writers if they come in and co-write with you. You're paying for distribution for your song to get distributed on Spotify and, and globally as well. So um, that's usually the biggest indicator for me. So every year I have to sit down and I'd have to do a budget. I'd be like, cool, this is all I can afford this year. I can only afford to do seven or eight songs with this many music videos or whatever. Or this year I'm only going to do this many songs. Or this year I can do an album, um, which I've never done an album. And that's the biggest reason why. Um, so next year... I would like to do an album, but I'm just going to have to sit down in January and evaluate my budget. So that'll that'll be the biggest deciding factor for me. Yeah, speaking of finances, which you said, how do you finance, like how do you allocate budget for, is, let's say a song, mm -hmm. which has a music video, which doesn't have a music video, any kind? Yeah, so because the past few years, my work situation has been fluctuated because of lockdowns and not being able to work as consistently over the past two years, I made the decision to make my own music videos. So rather than paying someone else to film them and edit them for me. Um, so oh, I think it was whatever year I released Think Again Boy, which is the country song I wrote in Nashville. That whole project was a lot of money. It was very expensive. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on the music video for that. And yeah, it was all really great. It was really exciting. Um, but I actually think making my own music videos or having more control over my music videos and my content, I think people have actually received it much better. And I think what I've produced and created is actually, there's more connection to it. Like the stuff I've released the past, yeah, 18 months has gotten the most amount of traction and the most amount of momentum, but I've actually spent the least amount of money. Um, so, sorry, what was your original question? I think I'm going off track. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I mean, let's say for a, any video, like how do you allo like, how do I allocate? allocate budget and you make yeah. sure that you don't go above, like go over. Yeah, 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 so, um, I'm kind of in a pretty good position at the moment because of the kind of work that I'm doing, um, non-music work that helps me pay my bills and all of that. And it's quite consistent. So um, it really just depends at the time what kind of work I'm doing. I kind of, the past, like, when did I start writing? 
2016. So since 2016, I've actually had a lot of different types of jobs. I've worked in medical and I've worked in ad administration and PA. I've, you know, worked as a waitress, like all these sorts of things. Um, so it really just depends on what kind of work and what kind of income I've got coming in at the time. Um, I mean, I'm pretty thankful and very blessed in that I've also got a really supportive family. So like the past couple of years, you know, I've got my parents and my husband that have also provided a lot of not just financial, but obviously emotional and moral support as well for my music because they want to see me do well. Um, so that's obviously helped as well with all of that. Um, but in terms, yeah, I'm just trying to think, like trying to answer your question, allocating my budget. I kind of just, I kind of just, I guess I just sit down and go, okay, cool. This is what I'm going to earn over the next six months. I've got to pay this much towards my bills. I've got to pay this to more, this much towards something else. This is how much I've got left for a music project. So what do I want to do with that money? I could do, so let's just hypothetically say I've got a certain amount of money to allocate to music. I could use all of that for songs and do no music videos. Or I could do maybe a couple songs and do like two music videos. You know what I mean? So um, it also just depends on how many songs I want to do. And I actually prefer writing and releasing music rather than doing music videos. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, people listening to music, most people are visual. They want to actually see something as well. So that's, that's also why I still try and do some sort of a music video if I can. Um, so, yeah. In terms of my budget for next year, I haven't even evaluated that yet. So I'm probably going to do that after Christmas once I once I have a bit of a break from from this year. And I'll work out how much I can allocate for next year. I mean, it'd be great if I could do an album. I would love that. Um, but realistically, I might might not be able to. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> when the song is, I guess it's better than an album. Releasing songs is also better, I guess rather than an album yeah and i like i always have the attitude with everything not just my music i would much prefer quality over quantity like there's no point in me rushing and trying to push an album out and the songs aren't top quality it's not my best work i would much rather do an uh you know an ep or a couple songs a couple singles and they're really really good quality they're really good songs they're very well well written and they're well marketed so i would yeah, it's always quality over quantity for me. Um, so if I don't ever want to sacrifice on quality just for the sake of getting more stuff out. All right. Uh, what kind of music do you listen? Generally? Oh, I listen, to, I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, at the moment, I went through a bit of an opera phase recently. So I was listening to a lot of Enya. Oh, Enya's not really opera, but sort of like classical -y sort of music. Um, yeah, Enya and Sarah Brightman recently, but then the past week I've been listening to a lot of um, like Tori Kelly, so probably more pop stuff, like pop or pop and soul the past week. Um, so my stuff's really mixed. In high school, I like literally listened to emo music flat stick, so emo and like punk rock, so I love punk rock sort of stuff. Green Day, I was it was my favorite band of all time when I was in high school. I've never seen them live though. I've always wanted to. Um, so yeah, so the type of music I listen to is really broad, very broad. And like even recently, because I get vocal coaching uh, on a monthly basis just to kind of keep me focused and keep me 
even if I'm not performing, it just keeps me grounded and practicing music and practicing songs. So um, the I had a vocal coaching lesson last week and we did My Immortal by Evanescence. So, and that's quite, that's quite a big song actually. <laughs> but yeah, so it's quite, it's quite broad what, what I listen to. Yeah, so how is the vocal coaching going? You were mentioning about that even when we're talking on IG, Instagram as well. You could yeah. do vocal coaching. Yeah. How is yeah, that? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely the best decision I ever made from just in terms of my own personal development as an artist because um, I think it was Justin Timberlake that said this. I remember watching a documentary of some big celebrity or someone like Justin Timberlake and they said, never, ever think that you're too good um, to, not, to not improve. Like, don't ever think you're too good that you don't need coaching anymore, or that you don't need help anymore. It's like it doesn't matter whether you're a world star or whether you're just a local artist in your local town. There's always something to improve on and always something you can learn. So um, last year, because I was home so much, I was like, well, you know what? I'm suffering really bad from vocal fatigue and I would really love to improve my vocals. So I started getting weekly vocal coaching at the time. Um, then we went to fortnightly and now I just go monthly just kind of as maintenance. Um, but he's absolutely amazing. Like the amount of tools um, that I've gotten from that, those coaching sessions, even just for when I perform live on how to prevent my vocals from closing up and to prevent getting things like nodes. I've never had them thankfully, but I never want to get them either. So um, just to prevent those sorts of things from a practical standpoint, but also how to do big songs like My Immortal. Like I've never learned a song like that and I never thought I'd be capable of it. Um, and now my voice has grown to a point where I actually can. So it's just really cool to kind of see that development over the past two years. Oh, okay, that sounds good, I think. Yeah. I think it would help uh, to reduce the vocal uh, vocal fatigue or stress on the vocals definitely so yeah and like hopefully one day maybe i will get to do some tours i'm not sure what the future holds but if i ever get a chance to tour and do you know a lot of shows like a series of, of shows that those are really important skills to have if you're singing you know every second day or every single week so that you're not tiring out and you can still sing really well each time One That's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, regarding, I think you said about in, like you have a notes on your phone with like where you have a lot of words. So let's say you're writing like where do you find inspiration for writing a song for ideas? I mean, let's say after uh, you get a theme, but you want to write some lyrics. Yeah. How do you? Uh, it's really weird, but a lot of my inspiration kind of just comes to me as I'm going through life. So I find that I get some of my best lines when I'm having a shower and I'm just singing to myself and that talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, and it, I spend a lot of time driving. So I find that when I'm listening to music on my Spotify and I'm listening to new playlists and listening to all these new artists that I haven't heard before, um, I get, I suddenly just get lyrics that will just come to me while I'm driving in the car. So when I'm driving in the car and in the shower, I like two of my main places where I've gotten some of my biggest inspos for song lyrics and lines. Um, 
but definitely in terms of other than that, probably listening to new music that I haven't heard before. So like maybe listening to a new up and coming Australian artist that nobody knows and listening to a song that they've just released. Um, it's, that's another way that I get inspiration. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's a really cool way to talk about that thing. Or you're singing about love, but I've never heard it sung about that way. Um, so that helps as well with my, my writing. I mean, I'm more, I'm more of a lyricist rather than melodies. So words usually come to me first before the actual melody comes. Uh, okay. So what kind of role models do you look up to? Like it can't be in music anywhere. Hmm. Any field I mean. Role models. Do you mean like that help me as like a musician? Like anything or more as a musician person? or as a person? Anything. Up to you. I definitely admire people like I mean, she's obviously super famous and stuff, but growing up, I really admired someone like Taylor Swift because to me, I think that she's worked really hard to get to where she is now. And she's worked hard since I think she was 12 or 13 when she started um, and, you know, went to Nashville and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, over she's, I think she's 30 now. So it's like, it's taken her 15 years or something like that to get to where she is now. Um, and I have a lot of respect for people who had to work really hard to get to where they are. Same with Keith Urban. He's the same. I grew up listening to a lot of Keith Urban, but his story is really fascinating as well because it took him a really long time to really crack the industry and actually earn a living as an artist and as a musician. Um, so for me, that, that actually inspires me because I've only been kind of going at this journey in my music career you know for i think i think you know six seven years so i haven't even hit the 10 year mark so that kind of that gives me a lot of hope because i'm like oh well you know maybe by the time i hit 10 15 years if i really stick at this and work really hard maybe i will see my reward and my success in that as well just like they have um so yeah i definitely like look up to those sorts of artists and people that work hard or just anybody, not even just, a, not even just a musician, but just anyone that works hard like that. And, um, uh, doesn't listen to the criticisms of other people trying to prevent them from doing that. So, I mean, I mean, obviously Taylor Swift has had all sorts of stuff throughout over the years in the media. Yeah. And like, there was like a whole Twitter thing against her, um, years ago, um, about hating Taylor Swift and stuff. And, I can't imagine going through that, like, like people globally hating you and when all you want to do is make music. So for someone like that to bounce back from that and now she's broken all these records, releasing all of her new albums, like that's so cool. That's really cool. And I would, if I was her, I would be so proud of that. Yeah. Have you been listening to her latest or recent albums? They are kind of sick. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, um, they're really nice because they sound to me when you listen to them, it sounds like she's kind of just actually enjoying writing music. It sounds like she's obviously just really hanging out at home. She's got all this inspiration, all these stories she wants to share, and she's just writing them down and recording them, which is what it's all about. And so like, I don't even think, I mean, I don't know her personally, obviously, but yeah. from, from what wish. I've listened to, 
No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish. Um, but it sounds like it's not even about the money. You know what I mean? Like she actually yeah. genuinely just loves writing and genuinely just wants to share her stories. And you can hear that when you listen to her new albums as well. Yeah. So uh, what advice would you give to, a, let's say, an upcoming musician? Like you have been in this for six, seven years, as you mentioned. Like anything what sticks advice? out to you? Um, uh, if I, when I first started out, I wish that I had have gotten vocal coaching sooner. So uh, how would I put that into advice? Um, cause not everyone's a singer, but I guess look for ways to learn and to grow. Don't think that just because you're good now doesn't mean that you can't get better. Um, always be open to learning and to growing. And that also includes learning from your crappy performances. Like I've had, I've had performances and shows where I've forgotten my lines and I, I've had to repeat a verse. Like it's so embarrassing. But um, then that was years ago. But like learn from those mistakes um, to keep to, and, and be disciplined with your practice. I mean, I look, I can be very ill-disciplined with my practice sometimes and you know I might I might not play guitar for weeks sometimes and then suddenly I'll play guitar every day but you know be disciplined with your practice like actually practice guitar if you if you're a guitarist actually get vocal coaching and practice your singing regularly if you're a singer same with songwriting um obviously everyone goes through, through writer's block and everyone goes through seasons but if you're an actual songwriter, make sure you're consistent with actually practicing your songwriting, even if it's just a verse or if it's a chorus or even if you never even release it and it's just for the sake of writing. Um, always always be practicing and, and working on your craft so that you can get better because um, because it does pay off. Before you know it, you know, it'll it's six, seven years away, which is where I am now, and I'm like, holy moly. I've grown so much as an artist. Like I look back and listen to my first single I released in 2016 and I sound completely different because I've grown so much vocally, but also my songwriting's totally different now as well. So it's really cool to see that development um, if you're willing to put, put that work in and willing to grow. That was a really long, long advice, but. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything? You can talk about your upcoming projects. What are you doing now? If you can, if there's any NDA, you don't need to speak about it. It's fine. Um, the most I can say is that I am organizing dates for January for songwriting sessions. So we can start working on uh, either an EP or an album once I've worked out my budget. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to start writing hopefully sometime in January. I'm just waiting for confirmation of dates. Um, and then I'm aiming to release a single probably around April or May. So that's kind of my initial goal is I want a song out by April or May and then an EP or an album out by September or October next year. So I've got sort of a, a little bit of a timeline of, of when I want things done and released. Um, but I've just got to, I've got to finalize all my dates. Yeah. And yeah, obviously with all this Omicron stuff, I'm a bit nervous because yeah. I'm, uh, I've got my first gig since April this year. I have my first gig next Friday night. So I'm oh, really excited. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited to like get to actually sing and perform after so long, but I am a little bit nervous about next year that 
uh, I'm hoping this won't happen, but I'm just a bit nervous that they, you know, with this new variant, things might be a little bit similar to this year. So we just have to wait and see. But I would like to do more performing next year. I would like to do festivals and all that sort of stuff if that's on the cards for next year. Yes, wasn't Australia very late on really like restricting, easing down the restrictions as well? I think. Yeah, I think so. I think like compared, yeah, I think compared with other countries, it took us longer. Like we only just got out of the majority of our restrictions literally a couple weeks ago. So, um, we we only started catching up with friends and family mm, about three or four weeks ago. So, um, so it was quite a long period of time, and even even in um, I think it's. I try not to watch the news at the moment because it's so morbid. Um, but I think New South Wales, I think, has just gotten out of their restrictions as well. So yeah, like it's only it's super recent. Like we've literally been in restrictions pretty much the whole almost the whole year. It's hard not to read the news if you're on social media. Everything. Yeah, comes I know. I mean, everyone shares the news anyway on yeah. Facebook, and when people on are Twitter mad. As well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they post all their statuses because they're angry and stuff. There's a lot of protests going on. Um, uh, I don't know about other states, but definitely here where I live, there's a lot of protests going on in Melbourne. Just so it's um, there is a lot of social unrest where people you've got a lot of mixed opinions and a lot of mixed views on what's going on with the restrictions and vaccinations and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit tense with people um so i'm looking forward to a time where it's not so tense but i don't yeah. think that's gonna be anytime soon yeah we can't say anything let's hope there's nothing happening in january yeah Everything yeah I know. Fine. i know i know that you can only pray and hope for that so yeah, yeah we just got to wait and see and kind of well it's a lot of people don't want to trust the government and who's in charge they're the ones that make the decisions so i just have to trust that they'll make the right decisions for us. So we'll have to wait and see. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks a lot. Thank you for coming on here. You're welcome. Your time. I guess we are on time. As I know you uh, did well. You did well on the time. All right.